I have a gigantic potato that's just hanging out on my kitchen table, taunting me every day. <laughs> I come home, I sit down at the at the table for dinner, or just to to kill some time in the middle of the day, and there it is, just right on the right on the table, just just staring at me. I don't know when I'm gonna do anything with it. It's a it's a great <laughs> it was it's a great potato. I. I should post some pictures of it. It's, you know, when you're in the store looking for a potato and there's, I don't know what, why the potato is the most rugged vegetable. Is it a, if you told me it was a fruit, I guess I'd believe you. I, (laughs) it's a rugged vegetable. You go into the produce aisle. There's all these things in like bags and there's strings connecting them or there's, there's artful piles, right? Like the, the apples are all stacked neatly on top of each other. The papayas are, are even like wrapped in paper or something. Uh, I don't know the potatoes in our, in every grocery store I've ever been to, they're like a bottom shelf item. There's like, they're kind of like, <laughs> sometimes you have to duck down and then dig and then rustle around in kind of like a wood box under, <laughs> under the counter <laughs> to find some potatoes, right? They're not, they're not displayed the way, the way the fruit is, even the veggies they get like sprayed with water or whatever. These are just in like a dry <laughs> under the seat thing like I I don't <laughs> try to describe what it is it feels like the kind of thing potato <laughs> grocery stores display potatoes like you could just like store them under a bench you know like if you had <laughs> a seat I'm picturing like a foyer you you come into your house or you're you know you're you're coming into the house you take off your jacket you hang it on the hook you sit down on the bench you take off your shoes, you stick your shoes in a cubby under the bench, you uh, pull a potato out from the other cubby under the bench, and then you go inside and just enjoy your potato. I don't know. It seems like it's it's like a it's a crate thing. It's just they're they're too close to the floor <laughs> and everyone's fine with it. If a potato fell on the floor, people would be like, I just pick it up and be like, oh, OK, it's still good. If an apple fell on the floor, I don't know. I feel like for some reason. That would be a faux pas. But potatoes, they're rugged. They're tough. They're the Ford F-150 of veggies, and and they're allowed to get down and dirty and be in the little crate near the ground and and close to our feet. And (laughs) they're like dirts. They sell dirts. They sell potato to you with dirt dirt on it still. You know, you got to brush off all the dirt like an artifact in in like a Jurassic Park dig site like where you find a bone and then you kind of brush all the soot off of it i don't know so i was digging through this potato pile and sometimes it's tough right sometimes there's bad potatoes there's good potatoes this is the perfect potato it's huge it's a gigantic it's a gigantic potato and it's so big and i was like i'm gonna mash this sucker oh man i'm gonna mash this thing up good i got some cauliflower shout out my boy matt decaro turned me on to throwing a little cauliflower in those mashed potatoes just adds an interesting texture that's fun and then you know you're not just eating potato all the time i don't know if it's that potatoes are vegetable i don't know if mashed potatoes are that bad for you but anytime you can trick yourself into eating cauliflower i mean i subscribe to that i have to trick myself into eating these things so cauliflower mashed potatoes and for some reason i just feel like it's not 
a side that I've been I haven't eaten anything that requires a mashed potato side. I had a little like a pork thing the other day and I was like, I could have made potatoes for that. Potatoes. I feel like when I make steak, I'm like time for mashed potatoes. But does anyone have chicken and mashed potatoes? Is that a thing? Do you have? I know they always have mashed potatoes at Popeye's, but I for some reason I just steak and potatoes is it. Chicken and potatoes seems absurd. What are we making up? A dumpling? What are we doing? A pot pie? Get out of here with your potatoes and chicken combo. I don't I don't know. I have I have a lot of food dreams, guys. I have a lot of food dreams, a lot of food goals. Let's start with this one. This is a big accomplishment for me. Big day. I learned how to cut lettuce. Yeah, I've been. (laughs) I've only made salads from pre chopped salad in bags or plastic bins from grocery stores. And then one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get ahead of iceberg lettuce and then i realized iceberg nobody uses iceberg for i don't know what iceberg's for but it's not for salads anytime you get a bag of salad it's romaine so then i got romaine and i just started chopping it up and i just did it all weird and then i finally googled it figured it out and now i'm chopping romaine now i just buy like whole heads of romaine and then i'm making salads during the week and it's it's i'm just just so proud of myself (laughs) like i've done so i've changed my life with a simple YouTube tutorial on how to cut ahead of romaine lettuce. You know, my problem was I just started at one end and I would just chop it all up. But then you get all leaf parts, you know. How there's kind of stems coming up and then it's leafy at the top. But a good salad has a combination of stem and leaf, right? Like I enjoy, I don't want root. I don't want the hard stuff at the bottom. But I like a little stalk in my lettuce. Is that a crime? No, it's not. In fact, it's preferred by a lot of Americans, including myself. And so I cut my lettuce. Now you you half it, then you quarter it, and then you just chop it all up. And it's it's just I've just changed. It's a food goal. It's got me thinking about all my food goals and food dreams again. I um, want to eat like real sushi, like your dreams of sushi. I want an old man to stand in front of me and just like, like hold some fish and rice in his hand for probably like way too long and then put it down on a plate in front of me and, and stare at me intently while I eat it. That's a dream of mine. Uh, and I, I want, I want that. <laughs> Sushi is too complicated. There's always avocado. People love throwing avocado in there. They're like, here, we got some celery or we got some cucumber. Throw that on there. I want some fish and I want it on a rice and I want it still warm from the palms of the old man who's been massaging the octopus all day. That's what I want. That's my food dream. I want to eat a honeycomb. They always make it look so good in, in TV shows or cartoons. Winnie the Pooh's just taking a big old bite out of a honeycomb. I'm never taking a big old bite out of a honeycomb, but I want to. I want it bad. <laughs> I got to get it. Where do you even get a honeycomb? All my honeycombs in little plastic bears and there's no comb in there. Get it out. It doesn't look like it's good to, to eat. Anytime I've seen honeycomb, it's it looks like it's going to hurt. It looks like it's going to hurt to chomp into, but I got I want to do it. I want to chomp into some honeycomb. Take a big old bite out of it. I want to eat fish from a can. I'm not talking tuna fish. I want like an anchovy or a sardine. I want to pop the lid and then see an entire fish sitting there. And then I want to eat the whole fish. I want to just eat a tiny fish (laughs) head and tail right out of a can. Slurp it up like spaghetti. I just I want that. I don't know why. I've never done it before, but I should. I should just buy a can of fish. Rip it open. Give it a try. Why haven't I done that? 
I've had so many opportunities to do that. I have to do that. I want to eat a durian. You familiar with durians? I found out about durians because I read this article about how um, I don't know where they're from. Uh, somewhere in Asia. I'm feeling bad now that I don't know where <laughs> where in Asia. <laughs> I hate to just generalize. You know, they're on the other side of the planet somewhere, you know, somewhere in the eastern hemisphere. Uh, there is this fruit, the durian, that apparently smells really, really bad. And hotels and uh, public transit don't let you carry them on there because the smell is so powerful that it makes people sick and it smells like a rotted dead animal. But it's supposed to be the nu- most nutritious and tasty fruit for you. It's supposed to be really, really good for you. Uh, and it smells really bad. So how is it supposed to taste good and smell bad? This is crazy. I got to try it. I've got to try it. Watch this YouTube channel, Food Ranger, where he went to this uh, food place that had durian. And they had all these different flavors of durian. And you got to try all these different ones. And they had this big durian trees. And these durians, they're gigantic. They look like... They look like... Uh, what do you call it? Like a the head of a mace, you know, when you see a medieval movie and the, the dude has like a chain with a ball with spikes on it at the end of it. It looks like the, the ball with the spikes on it. And then they're just hanging from trees. And these guys were just goofing off under the tree. Then the guy runs up was like, you guys should watch out. One of those falls, it'll, it'll kill you. It's a big tree. It's got it reaches what do you call it? Maximum velocity and then just spikes right through your head. I believe it. Those things are big. They're dangerous, but man, they, they seem really tasty. I got to try one. I want to try one. I want to pluck a fruit off a tree and take a bite out of it. That's a dream of mine. I've had berries off of bushes. That's cool. That's fun. But I want to I want to pluck something from a tree and then take a big juicy bite out of it. And I don't even know what that would be. An apple, maybe an apple is probably the only fruit. Are there any other fruits that you can just just take a big bite out of an art? You can't do that with an orange. Can you do it with a pear? Would you want to do it with a pear? I don't know. I don't. Well, help me out, guys. Send me your <laughs> your thoughts on what fruit I should pick off a tree. Maybe it's apple picking. Maybe apple picking is the way to go. There's got to be another fruit out there that you can plug off a tree and take a big juicy bite out of. That that's why are we limiting ourselves to apples here? Let's use our imaginations. There's got to be something else out there. Enough with food goals. I was listening to. <laughs> Oh, there's a new show on that I saw an ad for called Rebel. I don't know what it's about. It looks like it's just like an older, like a a middle aged woman whose life's tough and relationships are hard. And uh, (laughs) and she's a real rebel. I don't know how they come up with. What a brilliant writing team came up with the, the name, the title Rebel. In that pitch meeting, these groundbreaking, (laughs) cutting edge creative minds were like, "Okay, we need a character. She's like kind of cool. She's she's out of the box. She she plays by her own rules. She's kind of a rebel rebel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if we just made her name rebel? That way, when people hear it, they're like, oh, my God, her name's Rebel. She's a rebel. And then they're like, OK, cool. But what are we possibly going to call it? And that guy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Follow me here. <laughs> She's a rebel. Her name's Rebel. Let's just call the show Rebel. 
And and the the guys in the meeting, they stand up, they high five, they clap each other's soldiers and they give each other another million dollar bonus. Meanwhile, (laughs) fucking losers at home are like, wow, look at this. I want something handed to me and I don't want to have to think about it at all. I just want a pouring on the nose. Who's watching that trailer and being like, wow, I I need this. I need a rebellious. (laughs) I need a rebellious female lead in my life who plays by her own rules. And I need it to be blunt and to the point that I need her name to be rebel. I'm just not going to be able to. I couldn't possibly watch that show where it could be an amazing. I have no idea. I'm judging it based on a 30 second commercial. I saw while I was trying to watch something else and (laughs) I could not possibly get through that show and listen to people call her name rebel and <laughs> take it seriously at all. They could be doing the most dramatic scene where it's like, I don't know, rebel, your husband's leaving you. <laughs> Just like, I don't know. Sorry, rebel. Your husband is out. <laughs> Sorry, rebel. Uh, we lost your dog. Um, got into an accident and didn't make it. But uh, don't worry, you're such a rebel. <laughs> I'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. People ask me why I don't do enough ads on the show. Is it because nobody wants to advertise here? No, of course not. I've turned down big names, big names, big names that rhyme with Smikey and uh, Boca Bola. Uh, They've all reached out to me. They all want to advertise. I just don't want to hamper you guys with advertisements. I started listening to. Dan Crenshaw on Joe Rogan, specifically so me and Pat could talk about how shitty he is uh, on our podcast, Political Therapy, coming this week. And uh, the ads. Oh, my God, you guys. So many ads on Spotify. Joe Rogan's always done this thing where he front loads the podcast. So the first five or six minutes of every Joe Rogan podcast is just all of his ads. And then... Uh, when he was on Apple, then the rest of the podcast is just him talking to the guest. And it's an admirable format. You know, this dude is the most popular podcast in the world. Uh, he makes so much money off of this. When advertisers advertise, they have to play by his rules. Hey, Joe, can you mention us in the middle of the pod? No, we'll do it for five minutes up top. Hey, Joe, can you do something special with our ads? Like, you know, maybe in the middle, you give us a shout. No, no, no. Up top, first five minutes or nothing. And people can fast forward through it if they want. That's great. I liked it. I respected it. Now he's on Spotify, signed an exclusive Spotify deal, and Spotify's been doing this bullshit where if you click on a Joe Rogan episode, all of a sudden, now you have to listen. It it takes you to something else, which is the Spotify, which is the the ad for the Joe Rogan podcast, but it's a Spotify clip, so you can't skip it. You can't skip it. You have to sit there and you have to listen to all six minutes of these ads, which is hard enough when I'm just trying to find out what bullshit Dan Crenshaw's talking about so I can rip them apart later in the week. I don't want to dedicate six to seven minutes of my life listening to these four Spotify ads, and then just in the middle of the pod, they start doing their own ads too. And on top of that, listen, I'm paying for premium content here. Spotify, I paid not to get ads, and all of a sudden you're shoving ads in my face? How dare you? Spotify. How dare you? Thank you for hosting uh Come At Me Show as well as the rest of the podcasts in the Mess Around Media Network. Thank you for that. But come on. Unless it's making a lot of money, in which case, you know, reach out to us. I would love to become would <laughs> love to become a part of that. Uh okay. I'm gonna end on this. Social media, guys, it's a lie. It's bullshit. I should do it more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, I should post more. I could TikTok. I see all these people on TikTok. I could TikTok. 
What would I TikTok about? I don't know. The same shit everybody else talks about. Financial advice. <laughs> I'll just start TikToking. <laughs> hey, everyone. Do you have a 401k? If not, you should. Tim Keck. Uh, that'll get people out to the shows, get people listening to the pod. Uh, I saw this thing <laughs> the other day. This couple that I followed, I think it was like Mike and Cat or something like that. Maybe you've heard of them. They have what, five million followers or something like that. And I feel like I got on the on the trend early. I was new to TikTok. It was one of the first people I saw. So I saw them when they had whatever thousands of views and then watched them blow up to five million. And it was kind of nice to be like, oh, I'm on the ground floor or something. Right. I'm early to this trend that now is a, a big global sensation. And all the stuff they did was like cute couple content. Right. It was like, oh, uh, this is me pretending to be my husband taking out the trash. Oh, this is me doing an impression of my mother in law or father in law or whatever it is. Oh, this is me dressing up sexy to surprise my husband. Whatever. It's cool. It's cute. People loved it. They had this great story where, where, you know, he was a drummer in a band and they hooked up and then it was kind of going to be like a casual thing, but then she got pregnant and then the guy like quit the band and like got a real job and moved out of his mom's place and got them a place together. And then they, then they built this life together and ended up being true love after all. It's a real knocked up story. You know, there's something, something straight from Judd Apatow and this love story won over the hearts and minds of millions of people, including myself. It sounds like they have the perfect relationship. Rocky start a hook, but they found each other in this crazy world and they're building a life and their daughter's adorable and everything's roses and cream cheese or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Everything's great. Everything's roses and cream cheese. And then one day they post this video and they're like, uh, sorry, guys, we're getting a divorce. (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at a divorce, but it's a sad like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. Um. We are breaking up and it's crazy because that's none of our business, right? They're just random ass people. Why do we why do they feel like they need to make an announcement on social media that they're getting a divorce, except for the fact that the only reason people are into them is because you've shown us your personal life. This is a weird, weird thing of like you are profiting you are making all these videos and profiting the way the Kardashians do, which is like, this is a reality show. This is our life. This is us being real and genuine and goofing off. So all of a sudden, when we go through something that's personal, because that's our business, now we feel an obligation to share with you. And now people actually want to know what's actually going on in your personal life because you've sold us the idea that your personal life is content, right? Right. If one of the Kardashians gets divorced, we want to know about it. We feel obligated. We feel like they should be obligated to share with us because we've bought into their lives. So now this is happening to TikTok people who are just like random people on the Internet that aren't famous or necessarily talented. They just do some goofy shit, get a million followers. And now all of a sudden when something bad or sad happens to them, they have to make a public address. So whatever. They get divorced. They're talking about getting divorced. Uh, It's sad. And it's crazy, too, because it just shows how bullshit TikTok and all the social media stuff is because these people have the perfect life. If you're scrolling through the rest of their 5000 TikToks, they are perfect. It's a perfect relationship. They they have the love that everyone wants and asks for. And then in the truth, in a real moment, they admit, hey, things are actually not what we've sold you on. We've lied to you about how good our relationship is and it's all falling apart and we're getting a divorce. And I feel cheated. I feel like there was a lie to me. Now, uh, this dude left and now cat because the girl is the reason she's just it's a hot girl who's uh, quirky 
and fun and doing the kind of shit that if a guy did it, you'd be like, ugh, gross. But when a girl does it, you're like, oh, wow, this is fun. <laughs> oh, she's got a personality. You know what I'm saying? So, they, so she's just fun and cool and hot and she's got the kid and they're they're doing their stuff. And, uh, you know, then she posts videos like after the fact of like, man, I'm so sad. Like, man, this stinks. You know, like, <laughs> like t- today was hard. And then all of these people, there's 5 million people who are following these people and they're commenting on these things. Hey, keep your chin up. You're a great woman. You're a great mother. Things are going to turn around. Why are you commenting on here that she's a great mom? You have no idea if she's a good mom. You had no idea they were going to get divorced. Why are you projecting onto this person like they're some great human being? It's wild. It'd be like if I watched, I don't know, if I was watching the, the latest Justice League movie and the trailer comes out and Ben Affleck's in it. And then I comment on YouTube on the trailer. Hey, I love Batman so much. I love Ben Affleck so much. He's a great son and a great brother. It's like, how did you get that from the Justice League trailer? This is a fictional doctored portrayal of who this human being is. And all of a sudden, because of that, you think they're amazing. You just don't. You have no idea. You have no idea what these people are like. You can like the, their content without buying into all this other stuff they do. It's just so dumb. I mean, I don't wish any it will on any of these people. I'm glad they're successful. I'm glad they figured out a way to get a bunch of followers. And they're fun. And they're, it's entertaining. And they're great. But, oh, my gosh. The number of people who are invested in them to the point of like, you're a great mom. Shut the fuck up. You don't know. You don't know these people. Oh, my God. You have no idea what kind of people they are behind closed doors or whatever. Why can't you just say, hey, I love your videos. I love your content. Hope things get better. That's great. (laughs) You're a good mom. Really? Kelly from Wisconsin? Follower 3,350,678? You know that this person you've never met and watched 30 seven minutes of their content you know they're a great mom i don't know why i don't want to end on an angry note but i am that's what it is thank you guys so much for (laughs) listening to the pod um please like please subscribe tell your friends uh if you can write a fun review on apple if you're listening on apple say something great talk about what a great son I am talking about what a great son, brother and lover I am. Uh, I know you don't know, but nobody knows. So why not? Why not just go for it? Uh, If you write, leave a funny review, I'll read it on the pod. That's my promise to you. If it's a funny review, I'll read it here. Uh, Email the show if you want. Come at me show at gmail.com. You can send me some takes to do or whatever it is. Uh, Let me know what you're thinking. And the king stays king. Bye. Bye.